Yeah, and like I was so utterly disgusted by this. As you would be. No, but it is. It's it's horrible, isn't it? And it's but it's hilarious. Just like because like how do you pitch your level of anger at that? I'm Luke Spillan. And I'm Chris Allen. And welcome to Doing the Thing, the podcast aiming to unravel social anxiety one thing at a time. Yes, things, you know the ones, the little things you put off because you're terrified of doing them, the things that make you feel weird and awkward and sweaty. But the good news is that having all of these things makes you completely human. So well done and welcome to Doing the Thing. This is episode one. Episode one. Into it, yeah. Uh, our first one. Uh, you um, may have heard the dulcet tones of comedian and actor Bethany Black at the top there. She's this week's guest, and we'll get to her in a bit. I'm very excited. She's our first doing the thing. Uh, we may we find to, a better we name. Need to for, finesse that thing. Our guests <clears throat> doing the thinger. Uh, it's taken us quite a while to get here. Actually, you came up with the idea almost a year ago. Almost a year ago now, last summer, uh, as we discussed in episode zero, which you haven't, if you haven't listened to, go back and kind of hear the story about how this came about. Um, which is on our brand new website, which is doingthethingpodcast.com. Catchy. Uh, yeah, doingthethingpodcast.com. .com. We've got a theme, a website, mm-hmm. uh, our first Doing The Thinger, a guest, whatever, we'll find a name for it. Um, so it's a real thing now. Um, that probably means we should get on with it. Yes, we should, we should listen to our first guest. Um, I saw her perform at the Edinburgh Festival. It's the first time I've ever actually seen her do stand-up. I've seen mm. her on TV and Doctor Who and in um, Cucumber Banana, mm-hmm. Russell T Davis. But this is the first time I've seen her doing her, her, her comedy. Um, and she talks very candidly about her agoraphobia, which I was immediately like, we absolutely have to talk to her for this. I think it's a, a great fit for anyone who maybe gets anxious going outside or things like that. But anyway, enough of us. Over to Beth. Yeah, it's about agoraphobia, yeah. really, is the yeah. thing. And, and where that agoraphobia comes from. And mm. it was the thing that I didn't realise that I had. Um, until I ended up, uh, until my therapist went, yeah, in a long list of things and said, yeah, well, you've got, you know, chatting through these things, well, you, your issues that you've got, blah, 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 blah. And also, you know, of course, the agoraphobia does play into that. And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not agoraphobic. Like, that's, that's Sigourney Weaver in the movie Copycat who just doesn't leave the house and only communicates via the internet. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, <laughs> For the uninitiated, because this isn't a medical podcast, but what mm-hmm. is agoraphobia? Agoraphobia is not fear of spiders. That's the first thing. <laughs> That's the first thing you need to tell people. You're agoraphobia, you go, spiders. No, no, no. Um, no. It's, it's a fear of being outside and out in public. And it's... Uh, generally, it's a fear of just being in, in open spaces, is what it technically means. But it, it's more than that. It's a fear of being part of crowds and... Mm. Um, yeah, having to having to go out and be amongst people, I find incredibly difficult. Which, as a comedian, is yes. uh, is an odd thing to, <laughs> to, have to admit. Yeah. Almost, almost part of the job. It's, yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but, well, that was the. I mean, that was the the really interesting thing is that that, that you say in your show that the the, the hour you're on stage mm. is the easy part of your day. Obviously, when you go and do something like the Edinburgh Fringe, it's an entire month, and you're doing your show every day, and you have then do extra shows every day. So you turn up as guest spots. Mm-hmm. Doing five or ten minutes on various other people's mm-hmm. shows, so the so I was doing like upwards of six shows a day every single day, which meant that I had to get up in the morning and leave the accommodation that I was staying in, which is not your house, which is not my house, which is already terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then go and be outside in the world's busiest arts festival <laughs> yeah. for sixteen hours a day. Uh. 
and then walk home and then climb into a bed and just go, right, okay, got to do the same thing again tomorrow, which yeah. is just the most terrifying thing. And it was, it was kind of like I knew that I was going to have to do that and I knew that the show was about that and I never connected the two things together as, oh, no, this is going to be one of the most difficult things you're ever going to yeah, have to yeah. do. Already, and, already, your thing is so much bigger than things we've previously looked at, which is like, which is like doing a thing for like two minutes. Yeah, your yeah. thing, you did for a whole month did this year. For a whole year. month this yeah. year, yeah. and a career. Yes, yeah. so, and, yeah, and yeah, a, yeah, yes. Well, as a but, career, it's quite easy because it's it's basically I go from my house mm. to my car, which mm. I'm perfectly comfortable with. Uh, okay. And then I arrive at a venue, and often I don't have to go through the same door as all the public. Mm. I might have a stage yeah, door, yeah. or there's a back stage entrance, and then I can go and sit in a little green room with my maybe two or three other people that I'm comfortable with yeah, and sit and chat to them and then go, all right, okay, I'm just going to go out and do a bit of work and then yeah. go out and stand on stage and talk to that audience for 20 minutes, which mm. is a comfortable place to be because strangely it is a one-on-one because once you get more than 30 people together, they stop being individuals, they become mm. an audience. Mm. And that's when an audience coalesces. Being a stand-up, it took me a long time to learn how to reach that point where I could just go, right, okay, I am in perfect control of this room and I'm mm. not allowing anyone to take it. Mm. So that thing of being in front of an audience is is the easiest part of the day. And so when I was saying before, I was talking quite a lot on Twitter and saying, you know, I'm terrified, I'm really worried about this. When I started to realise exactly what it meant and when my first accommodation fell through, um, oh. which was staying with a friend who I've stayed with many times before and was completely at ease with. And when that fell through and I was suddenly right, right, okay, I've got three months to go to the fringe, that's fallen through now, I've got to find somewhere else to live. Yeah. And then I've got to deal with all of this stuff. This is going to be, this is going to be really, really tough. And so many times when I was like, I'm really worried about this. And people would just go, oh, no, you'll be fine. You'll be great. I was like, yeah, no, I, I know. <laughs> I know that. I'm a really good comedian. <laughs> I'm really, really good at this. Like, I've done it a long time. I get paid a lot of money. <laughs> that is not what I'm worried about at all. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's different people's perceptions of, of what's going to be difficult. Yeah. You mentioned uh, you get a car. Is Do you do that a lot? Is that kind I, of your, no matter where you, is that your, like, safe space? To yeah, I do. I drive, I drive everywhere. I can't mm, get Because that's, like, your home, to yeah, a degree. it is, to a, to a degree. And I can't, I can't get on public transport without having panic attacks. Oh, like, I yeah, genuinely yeah. can't. Yeah, I, yeah. I get so scared. And, and so one of the ways that I found to deal with being out and about when I was at the French is uh, wearing a cap and sunglasses and headphones to just block out as much of the outside world as possible. I saw you brilliantly posted, uh, for those who don't haven't been to Edinburgh, that the, the most difficult thing, I think, for anyone is to make it down the Royal Mile, which is yep. the Oxford Street, the the Times Square of yeah. Edinburgh. And I saw you posted, didn't you? Like You I walked down. Video. I managed to get the, down the full length of the Royal Mile without anybody offering me a flyer. That deserves. That is that amazing. Is impressive. That's an That's ninja. I mean, <laughs> uh, being, being on the flyering end of it, I don't know how you did it. No. That is I don't let anyone go past me. <laughs> that is a level of unapproachability that some people can only dream. That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, you've I had to weave. It. I had to be aware of where every single flyer was. I had yeah. to go and stand in groups of tourists for certain <laughs> amounts of time, and just yeah. But it was it was really just a thing of I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to interact with anybody. Yeah. And I need to get from the castle down to Holyrood. And it was also helped by the fact that it was raining, so people were a little bit. More, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, so that. that's people, also that's a good. People that's... were a little bit more. So I don't want to. I don't want to have to fly around. Give you a wet flyer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely that's doing the thing. That's, that's doing, that is absolutely <laughs> like conquering your thing. That's so yeah. good. Well, I was going to say like that's really interesting. It's like what energizes you because it's if it's it, 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 it's it, your thing is so sort of opposed to your choice of career. Like, what is it that energizes you to carry on being a stand-up comedian? Well, I 
do you know what? I love it. It's I crave being around people mm. and I crave human contact and I'm just not very good at it. <laughs> mm. I don't feel like I'm very good at it. Yeah, well, that's, I panic so much about it and I worry so much about it and I come away from any time when I've gone and hung out with people going, have I upset them? What have I done? Because I don't, cause I'm, because I'm autistic as well, I've realised that this is part of it. Um, I'm on the autism spectrum and I didn't realise that for a long time and now that I do, I've realised that there's all this language that I just don't get this, that's going on underneath it, all of this body language and all these other things. So I find it really difficult to pick up on social cues. So I don't know when I've overstayed my welcome. So a lot of the time when I was growing up, I would find out that I really had misread situations and that people really didn't like me. And so I've spent a lot of my life going, well, I don't know how to do that. And at least with this, it's a prescribed amount of time (laughs) where I get to be with people and they don't mind that I talk about myself. And they pay for it. And they, they pay, pay for it, it and they're not allowed to talk back. And it's a great it, deal. And it's, as far as I'm concerned, that's enough social interaction for me on, a, on an average day. <laughs> <laughs> and as my partner says, like, you need to get on stage. Like, if I've, if I've had a week off or something, she was like, you need, oh, really? you need to get on stage because you are unbearable. Right? You back yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, yeah. it's like, I can't give you all the attention that you need. You need to get on stage. Oh, all right, okay. And it's, yeah. Um, so, interestingly, you talked about... Um, your home and your car mm. being places that are safe. What makes somewhere like a safer place for you, a place that you feel comfortable? What's the, you know, what's the trick to it? Um, partly it's control, mm. being mm. in control of the environment. Mm. And partly it's um, being able to make the environment quiet. Mm. That's what I like. I like silence. Mm. I didn't used to. When I, was, when I was younger, when I was drinking especially, that was the most terrifying thing. The most terrifying place I could imagine was mm. in my own bed at the end of the night with my own thoughts. Mm. And I don't have that anymore. That's now the place where I feel the most comfortable. And mm. when things start to go wrong, when I have a really bad day, I'll occasionally end up going back to bed at three o'clock in the afternoon and going, right, that's it. And then just staying there going, oh, I feel so much happier. So mm. by about eight o'clock, I'm like, all right, okay, I can get up and carry on with my day. So control is an interesting thing because we talked about this in, uh, in, in, in Luke's inaugural episode mm. zero about, about power dynamics. And I think yeah. much, of, much, of, much of people's things comes from, a, from power and, yeah. the, and where you feel you are in yeah. a moment. Well, that's it. I mean, it's really weird trying to explain to people that mm. I really enjoy the travelling, but I don't enjoy so many of the things that are associated with the travelling. Like, I enjoy going to foreign countries, mm. but I don't really like going out and being amongst crowds in foreign countries. Mm. Like what I really enjoy is going to places and staying in a hotel room I really enjoy that in a different <laughs> really place I, yeah and it's really straight it's like okay. nice view or yeah yeah. yeah yeah I, I mean I don't yeah occasionally I'll go to a place and I go ah oh, this is like, mm. like I was in Zurich and mm. I was like this is fantastic this is a really beautiful place oh this is great and my hotel room just like had a window that looked out to a stone wall oh. <laughs> great yeah. fantastic but yeah but finding yourself in hotel rooms and finding like that becomes a second home and I quite enjoy certain franchised hotels on account of all of their rooms are the same and it doesn't matter yeah you wake up, it feels familiar to a degree yeah, doesn't it, it right? does, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. just wake up and you can go I don't even know what city yeah. <laughs> initially yeah, you just go, yeah. well, I know what know. hotel I'm in I yeah. know over there there's a mini kettle I know, yeah. Yeah. I know that I'm in an ibis and I, yeah. Know, yeah. That the, <laughs> I know that the bathroom stall is going to be just there and yeah. all this stuff and yeah and at home my bedroom I've now because when I realised that and realised how long I was spending in hotels and doing that sort of stuff when 
I, I've got because my partner and I both have various disabilities, so we don't we don't share a room together to sleep in because we both wake each other up and mm-hmm. we both want entirely different things from our sleeping experience. Like I like a dark, cozy, warm room, and she likes she's very Scandinavian, so she likes very light and airy and, <laughs> and cold. And I'm like, no, I'm not having any of that. So. <laughs> and she's a really light sleeper, and I and I'm not at all. And and yeah, and so we we just don't we don't share rooms. So what I've done once I realised that was I went and set up my room pretty much like every hotel that I stay in. So I've got my bed in one place with my desk there and the television on the wall opposite and just all of the stuff as it would be in a hotel room just because if I wake up in the middle of the night, I then don't feel like I'm in an odd place. Wow, that's so fascinating. Yeah. Which so is, it really is about creating these kind of like safe spaces that you're yeah. that you're in control of and that you yeah, absolutely. feel happy in. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a really, and I recognise that that's a really strange thing to yeah. do. No, it's a pattern that we're starting to see, I think. It is that, it's that control, isn't it? Like, yeah. like Chris was mentioning, like you were talking earlier just before we started about complaining and stuff like that. And I am, I'm, Terrified. I, if I pay hundreds of pounds for a hotel room, you know, I I would won't I'm embarrassed to complain about anything. And yet, as we were saying, you have the right to. I had a really busy weekend the weekend before doing the fringe. I was doing a whole weekend of previews, so I had a very limited amount of time to get some sleep. And having driven from my house to Creef, which is a six-hour journey, yeah. and then back again, I got in at like four in the morning. Then had to get up and drive at 10am so I could be doing a Reason to be Cheerful podcast with Ed Miliband on a Saturday in Worcester. We'll bleed and that out, I'm not promoting this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good podcast, it's a very jolly, yeah. it's a lovely podcast. And um, yeah, then I went up to uh, Birmingham to do the gig and then went back to my hotel and went, right, I've got two hours, I can get some sleep. And yeah. so obviously went on to Twitter for a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah. What you do, yeah. And then went, right, okay, I've now got half an hour. <laughs> and I went to sleep and it's one of these hotels that sort of like, a bit hipstery and it's a bit yeah. you know they've, they've got lots of reclaimed stuff So, but the problem is it's all surface there's no depth to it in uh-huh. this particular place and there's a little velvet pillow on the, on the bed and I went right okay I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to sleep and I went to turn it over and saw that the other side of it was absolutely covered in dried semen <laughs> Oh, yeah, and like I was so utterly disgusted by this. I as you would be. Like, no, you, but it is. It's, it's horrible, isn't it? And it's but it's hilarious. Just like because yeah, like how do you pitch your level of anger at that? Like there's no oh, no one awesome. ever tell tell like that's the thing you've got to go. Well, I've got to complain about this. Okay, yeah, there there, there it does come a degree yeah, where I'm, say, I maybe I would go downstairs <laughs> yeah, for this one. Where you go, right, but, okay. But yeah. how do you do it? What's the language? Yes. What is, yeah, yeah, what is the yeah. language and what is the level yeah. of anger that you're allowed to have? Something on this pillow. Yeah, yeah. yeah what what did you do? I, well, I found my partner immediately just <laughs> and said like to ask her for help, and she went, "I'm just sitting down to lunch. What can I do?" And I was like, "Oh, maybe not. Literally nothing. There's nothing you can do. I can't. I can't ask you." About this, so I yeah. was like, I don't. Do I take it down to the front desk? But I don't want to touch it. And like, what? Oh. What do I do? So oh. I went. I ended up just going down to the front desk on my own and standing there, like just with that almost like thousand yard stare, just going, I've got a complaint. This is yeah, just, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. shocking, and I don't know how to do it. And this is a situation that's entirely out of my control. And I just kind of froze for a second. Yeah, like you're not ready for that. That's um, one of the pillows in my room was completely covered in semen. And she went, oh, like as if that was a normal, a normal thing. thing that yeah, happens like, every oh, day. Oh right, okay. Like as if I was the one who was being out of order there. Yeah. Like, and that's the last thing you need in that situation. Like mm. as if I should have like been clear when I arrived that that was something I don't find acceptable. Oh, I don't want yeah. a spunky room. Yeah, yeah, no, like, <laughs> take a box. But... I, want, I want the room without the spunk. <laughs> and, and and so she was, and, and she oh, started looking through her computer and went, well, the room next door's free. Will that be okay? And I was like, has that yeah. all got spunk on the pillows as well? <laughs> She went, it probably isn't, it's probably just dribble. 
That is, and that's no better. It was. I took a photo of it. I took, oh. a, I, was, I took a photo of it to go and put in the uh, trip advisor. In, in the trip advisor room. Oh, and then, the biggest middle brutal. class weapon yeah. in the yeah, yeah, Which yeah. I'm still getting emails about from TripAdvisor going, this is a, you, are, you are getting thousands of views on this. <laughs> oh, amazing. People, people are really enjoying it. People are saying that this is a really helpful review. And I was like, well, of course it's a helpful review. It was a horrific incident. I, I feel really bad for anyone who works in that situation because I've been in customer service and I've done mm. that. And mm. it's horrible, especially when someone goes, right, okay, I'm going to abuse this level of power. But when they don't do anything, Anything about mm-hmm. it, about something that is so obviously a problem. Yeah. Like, it's so... Not like, even an apology. Not even an apology. Yeah, there was no, oh, really sorry about that. Yeah. It was just, oh, right, okay, um, so I'll change. Bad. And That's it was just so like, why Why would you behave like this? Yeah. This is this is not on. And this is why you should complain. Yeah. yeah. Well, seemingly so, otherwise I'll get a pillow full yeah. of... Well, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was going to circle, circling back round to, mm-hmm. to, to... Obviously you've been diagnosed as having agoraphobia, but mm-hmm. there's... Uh, like a lot of these things, I think people, there's probably a spectrum to it, and certainly some of the people who've uh, written into us have uh, maybe aren't necessarily diagnosed or, or don't have like actual mm. proper agoraphobia, but they've expressed things like it was uh, you know doing the thing for me was going to a big party, yeah, uh, which I felt you know was, I was like I was in a big social occasion and I felt very uncomfortable, um, and I I made myself go and do it, um, and so you know I think it would be really interesting. We've we've uh, <laughs> we were laughing because we've. Uh, rather cruelly made you leave your house today. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not in, in Bethany's bedroom. Uh, we're we're, we're in, in central Manchester, and so we've you know you've you've, you've come come out of your house today, and it, we wanted to sort of maybe think about what are some of the coping mechanisms and strategies you use, if anything, that you could share for how you deal with making that journey. What's the process you go through um, to you know, or are you perfectly comfortable because it's Manchester? Is that is that is that better or Manchester made it a bit better. I made sure that my partner was coming out to Manchester as well. She's gone off shopping, so mm-hmm. she's about an hour. We'll text her as soon as this is finished, and we'll we'll meet up and go back to the car. And um, I try and make sure that I'm with people mm. whenever I'm outside the house. Mm. I don't I don't like going out on my own. I try not to do that at all um, and if I do have to do that <clears throat> then it's I, I put on a cap and wear headphones and sunglasses and so I really really mm. need to become famous quickly because it's getting towards winter and <laughs> you, can't wear sunglasses. you can't get away with wearing sunglasses <laughs> and, mm. and a cap in the middle of winter when you know it's you just look like a twat that's that's what happens there there's nothing you can do. yeah it, I'm, I'm not famous enough to pull off that look oh, yet. Mm-hmm. A big woolly hat and a yeah. balaclava you'd yeah. find in the yeah. winter. Ski mask or something. Yeah, exactly. yeah that'd be great when I'm going down to the bank, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Monday morning with my money from the yeah, gigs yeah, of the weekend. There you go. The, the other thing, interesting thing that we wanted to talk about as well, that you, you said being on the stage is the easiest part of your day. Oh, absolutely. I think it's very interesting to reflect upon the fact that the vast majority of people find that very, very difficult. Yeah. And this doesn't apply uh, to anyone necessarily in this room. So you, you're an actual comedian. Mm. Luke is a part of an improv group and a YouTuber. I trained to be an actor a very long mm. time ago. Yeah. But yeah. actually, the standing and talking to people thing, and, and not maybe not in a, a formalised professional uh, capacity, but you know, people having to give speeches at weddings, people having to give uh, presentations at work. I was saying to Luke on the way out, we've seen people at work stand in front of a room this size, you know, 10, 10 people in a, in, a, you know, in a meeting room, you know, with a screen and a projector and PowerPoint slides, stood in front of colleagues and peers, people that's every day, and goes, absolutely, yes, yeah. 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 Whereas as we're leaping up there, like, yes, well, my yeah, time I, to shine. I, I, yeah, I, again, <laughs> but for me, it's about control, right? And yeah. there's that funny thing of like, as yeah. soon as people start singing happy birthday to me in the office, I want to kill yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 
Everybody. Yeah. Curl yeah. up. Um, and on the like so literal yeah. floor open escape. Yeah. One of the reasons I'm so glad that my birthday is Christmas Eve. Because oh. I've never had to be in work on that. my birthday. Yeah, never had to be in school, never had to be in work. Uh, and it, it feels like the worst, most ungrateful thing because it's mm. like it's very cute. And we're, Luke and I work together and we're very lucky that, that our department is nice and people, you know, are calling the caterpillar yeah. cake is purchased from Marks and Spencer's. It's a very, it's a very um, uh, social anxiety safe team in that yeah. they were like. Yet. I loathe it. Like, if I can be not present on my birthday, if I can avoid the yes. moment where everyone sings at you, yes. even at birthday parties, which I have organised for myself, if people then, like, hove interview with a cake, like, if my mum comes in with a yeah. fucking cake. A bore, a bore. It's, I'm like that gif of the dog being given the cake, and I'm like, no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no! Um, because, and again, it goes back to control. Like, even doing something outside my comfort zone in mm. front of a large audience of people, mm. I find quite easy. Right, oh, that's interesting. Which is interesting because I, I was just thinking about that, and I did um, I did a musical, the show, a musical. Oh, yeah. uh, a musical, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, um, that my friends uh, Jade and Kiri yeah, no, well, run, which is which is they wanted to do a show with comedians singing songs from musicals, and mm. and they don't. It doesn't matter if you're not very good as long as you try. What did you and do? What was we your... we did uh, we did part of an LGBT choir. We did Seasons of Love oh, from Red, yeah. right. and had to dance and sing on stage mm. in front of. 850 people and I can't dance anyone who's seen that episode of Cucumber where the house party would have gone and tried to make me dance next to lots of like, <laughs> young really like attractive gay men who spend all of their time fucking dancing <laughs> well no I'm not a dancer I am I make <laughs> Theresa May look like oh, you know, uh, I make her look great <laughs> well, yeah, no I, genuinely I, like, I, I've, I found that over the last week really damaging to my self esteem <laughs> because, because I saw those I've seen those photos, I've seen those videos of her dancing and just gone She's not that bad. She's pretty good. She's pretty good. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I really can't dance. And, and, so, um, and so dancing on stage, singing and dancing on stage with, mm. with a group of people, and doing that in front of 850 people, I found that easier than having to walk through the audience after a gig that I've been on at. And that was uh, Bethany Black there. Um, she was bloody lovely. Yeah, I love Bethany. I, I love her outlook on life and how kind of even though we were talking about probably like quite a serious issue to her, she still kind of finds almost the whole thing mm-hmm. hilarious herself, which I really, yeah. I love. Which is why I think she's the perfect guest for this sort of thing. And, and your face when she talked about the spunky pillow was quite <laughs> possibly one of my favourite things I've ever I seen. Don't think I, I don't think I saw that coming. I mean, I'm sure she didn't. I don't think she did either. Uh, and that's the name of this episode. I didn't, <laughs> she didn't, I didn't see, see that coming. coming. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's, I think it's really interesting. Mm. As I say, I think, as we said in there, I think it's interesting for, you know, obviously agoraphobia is an actual uh, medical condition. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really useful for anyone who, you know, I don't like being out in crowds particularly, sometimes. I loved her coping mechanisms though, yeah. particularly having that safe space, which is her car. Mm. As someone yeah. who doesn't have a car, like I, I actually, I can, I admire the, the idea of that comfort of getting into your car almost being like being back yeah. in your living room it's yeah. your car well I, I think it's interesting that Bethany makes little safe spaces everywhere she goes so she's turned her bedroom into yeah. into a safe space that yeah. echoes the hotel she has to stay in as a big part of her yeah. job that she replicates in her car that she has her partner come and pick her up I mean it's obviously yeah. you know these are I think they're, they're all really useful mechanisms for anyone yeah, um, yeah. who feels like that the, um, the hotel one at home was the one that I went wow that wow. is Dedication. That is fascinating. Hearing that, you know, like, she does she turn the corners of the toilet roll in the yes. bathroom? Does she have pointy toilet roll? Does she have a tiny kettle? I need does she get little sachets of tea? We should have asked. We, we need to dive more into this. Deeper dive next time. Maybe we'll ask her on Twitter after this. Um, but yeah, I, so it was those safe spaces and those coping yeah. mechanisms that I will be so interested as we go on to find out 
how people have their own yeah. coping mechanisms and, and dealing with, you know, whatever their things are. You know, in her own little kind of achievements, like going down the raw mile. That's that was absolutely like doing the thing. massive achievement. That for me, that resonates because, that, you know, that's the walking into the shop for the bike helmet. That's tackling, taking your thing and going head on with it. And as somebody with agoraphobia, walking down the raw mile absolutely in, in August. is... Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm trying to articulate enemy. it to anyone who hasn't been to Edinburgh during the fringe. I mean, like I said, when there were like Times Square, Oxford yeah. Street, it's just mad. It, but but everybody wants to give you a yeah. small rectangle of cardboard yes. that and tells then, you how brilliant their show is. And two out of three of them will also want to do some form of show to you as they do oh, it. Oh God! You know, it's like it's a before. I mean, I've been on both. Ends I've been on of both that. sides. It's, Power. Power is a really interesting thing as well, emerging at this very early stage. Power yes. dynamics, power situations, because I think very similar to what, what you feel in your episode zero, available now on doingthethingpodcast.com. <laughs> That's doingthethingpodcast.com. Um, episode zero, but, and all good podcatchers. Um, yeah, your, your thing about going into a shop. And um, not being the one with the and power. And not being the one with the power, not being the one with the knowledge and the mm-hmm. information, I think, yep. is, is very similar to her situation in customer service, uh, in, in her customer service uh, anecdote about the spunky pillow. You know, what do you do in those circumstances? How mm. do you complain? I feel like if, if you're conquering a thing, you're usually not the person in power. Mm. But I would be so interested if there's anyone listening who, mm. who actually thinks their thing is actually too much being power. the power, having yeah. the power. And actually that's the... that's the thing they have to get over or whatever yeah. or, or, or deal with. That'd be interesting. Because I can't think off the top of my head of situations no. where... So far, mean, this is the sort of submissive podcast. Is submissive. Like when you're doing the this, submissive things. Doing submissive things. <laughs> dot com. Um, dot com. No, don't <laughs> go to that. Don't go to that. <laughs> not, not a handsome website. Um, yeah, so that was our chat with Bethany. Uh, we just want to say thanks very much to Beth. Um, she's really, really funny and she's an incredibly prolific stand-up. She's gigging all the time. Yeah. Uh, you can follow her on at Bethany Black. Uh, we'll put all that uh, stuff on our website, which is doingthethingpodcast.com That's really nicely. You've got to work on that but it's yeah, I've got to work on the You've pronunciation. You've got to work on, on the, the, the podcast on voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we're also going to put some various bits we've mentioned today, including hopefully Beth's uh, TripAdvisor review as well. Uh, I need to read Ooh. that. <laughs> that includes the photo, doesn't it? Oh, fuck it. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, uh, so that was that was Beth. She was great. Mm. We probably should say, though, full disclosure, and that you probably noticed in that interview uh, that Beth mentioned uh, winter's coming up, which is quite interesting. As well, I mean, we win- sit, winter is always coming up. <laughs> winter is it? always coming. I mean, a new series of Game of Thrones, as we record this, is currently yeah. on. I haven't watched it. Winter's still coming. Is that still a thing? I think it's or is come. winter arrived? I think it's arrived. Winter, but, but in real life, winter comes <laughs> all eventually. the time. What we're trying to say here. <laughs> Is that we recorded this interview a long time ago, about eight months, I think we've just worked out. Um, So what we uh, have, uh, our own piece of work to do is is to do the thing more. Because it's taken us eight months to get from episode zero to episode one. Yeah, and we promise it won't be eight months between no. episode one and episode two. We're hoping probably just a fortnight. We've recorded next we've, we've next re- episode. We've, we've got next episode. We've it's got remarkable. episode two, so that's very exciting. I think now we've put this out, that gives us the pressure to carry on going. Right? Yeah, we've got, then we've got to do the it's thing. It's really embarrassing. Yeah, considering our whole podcast is built on doing things. And basically gently bullying people about doing things. <laughs> yes, yeah. And we don't take our own advice. Yeah, no, it's very, that's Speaking very of which... Mm-hmm. If you've gone to our website or any good podcatcher, subscribed and listened to episode zero, you will notice that eight months ago, when we recorded that pilot for our own amusement to see whether the format worked, mm. Luke and I talked about things that we have and that we needed yes. to do. Yes. Yours was, if I remember rightly, it was you, 
you were going to be better at remembering names mm -hmm. and making eye contact and how have you got at that? How have you been doing that thing? I can't um, say 100% certainty that that's worked. Okay. But I have tried okay. a lot harder to right. not be, because I previously was in a situation where I would literally run away from people in social situations. Yeah. You know when you see someone in the supermarket who you yes. used to work with or something like that, I would rather oh, yeah. not have that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know why. I think my entire relationship with my girlfriend is built on me just running away and she knows it's because I've seen someone and so she'll just follow me. I thought you were about to say your whole relationship <laughs> with your girlfriend was based on running away. <laughs> no, no, no. It's running away from people in supermarkets when you see them. Yeah. And then like, I'll run away and she'll be like, oh, Luke's seen someone, so I'll, I'll just go with him. And wow. that's... So I, I, I wow. resonate with that. See, I, I wish that was the case. My boyfriend would be going, why have you run away? In a loud <laughs> voice. Loudly. Chris, why have you run away? <laughs> Chris Allen. Yeah. <laughs> So, thanks, honey. No, so I haven't had 100% success on mine, but I think I've tried to get better. Okay. Yours is a much more binary one. Mm. You said... Yeah, you really simple sign, mine. Yeah, you said yep. that you'd sign up yep. to your GP. Absolutely. Because we, you've lived... I've lived where I've lived now. I mean, it's been another eight months. Yeah, so... So I've lived there for about four years yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you? Have I signed up to my GP in have the last you, eight months? Have you done that? No. Right. Not at all. So maybe... <laughs> For a fortnight's time, and we do episode two. Oh, I gotta you do it. You could just right. I've got to do it now. Do in those forms, whatever it is one has to do. I've heard that apparently in the eight months since we recorded episode zero, it's gotten a lot easier. There's now an online form that you can do very quickly. I could do it right now while we're recording this, oh and I'm probably I'm sure it could be to do it. it could be done. But <laughs> I I want to come back <laughs> in the next yes. episode feeling very proud. Oh, okay, I that see. I've, I've done it. I see, so you're going to set yourself the same task. But the, but the thing there is that I'm more keen to do it because I've heard that I don't need to go in. Yeah, no, that's the... the I, I feel like you're cheating this. Yeah. Sl somewhat, slightly. So there you go. So I think I think we should keep this up every episode. We'll keep each other in check. Um, I mean, once I've done a, signed up for the GP, who knows what's next? Dentist. Like, am I going to climb yeah. Everest? You know, like... It's... Well, yeah, baby steps, baby. Baby <laughs> okay, steps. okay. Let's yeah, see if yeah. we can get that GP thing done. Yeah, okay. Which brings us round to, it's not just us. Yes. Who uh, we want to commit to doing things that make them a bit sweaty and awkward and weird and sort of conquering those fears. I think mm. we want to hear from you guys. Yes, absolutely. Um, and in the intervening eight months slash a year. Yeah, since we started this. Uh, and we're going to read a couple out now. Mm. And uh, so... Uh, yeah, so I have a few sent to my Instagram. So this first one uh, reads, just like you, I always put off doing stuff that involves talking to another human being. Like your GP? Uh, yeah, exactly. I, 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 relatable. Cheating. I've been unemployed for four weeks now. I left my job because of anxiety, actually, and haven't been job hunting much because I'm terrified of interviews. I pushed myself through and got an interview yesterday. I was pissing myself the whole time, but went through it all alive. That... That's brilliant, though. Interviews are such... I mean, well, job anxiety, yeah. job depression, they're huge things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and really, really difficult things to deal with. Mm. And, uh, and obviously, you know, seek some professional support and advice if you feel you need to. Mm -hmm. But getting through um, job interviews, putting yourself back out into something like that is really yeah. difficult. Yeah. Um, and interviews anyway are just... Uh, yeah. I mean, like I was, dates. I like anyone anyone who's an anxious person, having to go oh. to something where you have to present a, like, yourself. Oh, you're the best, as, your as best a, self. As a finished product mm. and going, here is what I am, who I am, what I'm great at. It's terrifying. As a literal product. Product yeah. is the word there, isn't it? It's, yeah. well, it's like dating. It's, yeah. it's, as I say, it's that thing where you have to turn up and go, this is it, you yeah. want to buy? Yeah. Um, it's terrifying. Horrible. Um, so, so credit to you for, yeah, for, for doing it. 
Um, we've got some more. Yeah, this one. Um, your story gave me the confidence to call a repair company. This is a story about Luke and his bike hat mm. uh, from episode zero. Uh, I hate calling people in general, but service calls are just so much worse. Irrationally, I end up assuming I'll say something incriminatingly stupid. Um, oh, they do always record you, don't they? Mm, um, yeah. Your story was a good, if he can do it, so can you prompt. And likewise, reassuring to see someone I think of as confident be as awkward as I am. Now, oh. This is some, there's some lovely stuff in here. What a lovely little compliment at the end Yes. There. I mean, you don't know him like I do. Calling me confident. Mm. I'm a... Uh, the opposite of that but that's oh. lovely and um, that's great I mean uh, phone calls and uh, calling oh. like yeah again the, the repair company position of power they mm, know about, they the, thing. about the thing uh, they are experts of the thing and um, and I think interesting thing about confidence not gonna not gonna sort of uh preview next week or next episode too yes. much um, but with some yes uh, n- next time's guest has an, a nice uh, spin on confidence and uh, people who appear confident I yes uh, yes it's something we'll tackle down the line yes and I think actually that's we would love to hear more of that because I think confident people for me I mm. think that was what kind of triggered off us yes. kind of making this happen is that we kind of heard from some very confident people and that's what kind of made us go wow, wow. like these are people I would not think of being anxious or worried about anything really and just being confident people who walk into a room and oh, instantly yeah. the room mm. loves them and adores them but they are inside filled with crippling anxiety writhing mass of terror it's brilliant I love hearing it more people <laughs> have got it it's excellent we should well, all be sharing it it's reassuring yes, and that's want... what we say at the beginning it makes you human yes absolutely I want more people to walk into rooms and go hello I'm full of crippling anxiety right now yeah. I'll just take a seat <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we'll have a whole episode of phone yeah. calls in the future. Yeah, phone calls and control for a group. Um, I can hear that coming. That yeah. was um, those are excellent. Thank you. They were just a couple that we wanted to share there. Please do keep them coming in. Uh, if you go to our uh, website, uh, that's doingthethingpodcast.com, uh, you can uh, contact us through the web form there. You can email us at doingthethingpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at doingthepodcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also DM us. Our DMs are open. Uh, in all of these comms, let us know uh, if you want to just completely anonymise it or if you have yeah. to using like a first name or something. Yeah. We don't ever want to use your first name. Yes. Um, maybe we'll make up names for them. Or we could make up names. If you want to be anonymous, we'll make up a name. Yes. Uh, maybe it should be like Storms. We should have a little list. Yes. Or we should choose li- names like from Marvel films or something Let's, like that. I'm Thor all for all of this that. in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. We'll do Captain, that. Captain America is terrified of phone calls. <laughs> 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 Uh, I suppose it's new technology to him, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. We've done it. We've done the thing. We did the thing. Episode one. Fuck yeah. Hooray. We've got to do another one now. <laughs> You've been listening to Doing the Thing with Luke Spillan and Chris Allen. Massive thanks to our special guest, Bethany Black, and to Blair Mowat for our lovely theme tune. And please do drop us an email on doingthethingpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at doingthepodcast. <laughs>